Geek Impulse fam, Joshua here. Welcome to another video. And we have the amazing and talented Raina Scully, who I am doing my best not to geek out about right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so we have her here today. She's going to talk a little bit about herself and what's been going on with her. Uh, so with that being said, I'm just going to shut up and let you go ahead and tell us what you've been up to. Oh, awesome. <laughs> it's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. Um, hi, everybody. Uh, lately, I've actually been working a lot with Crunchyroll on a bunch of different projects. So that's really exciting, especially because we're unveiling a lot tomorrow during wow, the okay. panel slot. So that's kind of been all I've been thinking about. So yeah, it's been cool. a really anime-filled time. Awesome. So that's kind of, uh, I think, on your Twitter feed, that was like the green screen stuff. Yes, doing? yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that's, I saw that. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. So, obviously, you know, you, you do a lot of things. You said Crunchyroll. You yes. do voice acting. Uh, you translate things. Yeah. So how do you manage to do all that? Oh, um, not well, but <laughs> <laughs> I try my best. YouTube is really, really difficult right now. It's a little bit in a discouraging time. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I've chosen what to cut down on, which is obviously okay. YouTube. And then I've chosen to kind of work more with companies like with Crunchyroll or like with Life Noggin and education channels also because um, I just kind of felt like maybe I shouldn't so much be talking about hentai as I approach 30. So <laughs> I was like trying to go the more like safer route. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. A lot of uh, industry work. Awesome, yeah. awesome. So I guess that's a good segue into the question of what is the appeal of hentai? <laughs> I honestly, I love hentai because this is so bizarre and I explained it once in an always open rooster teeth video, but for some reason I just am more attracted to just drawn two-dimensional things. Like, I don't know what it is, but I saw like human porn when I was young and I was like, oh, that's kind of scary and aggressive. <laughs> and then I saw like hentai and I was like, it's so pretty and it's so like nice. So and, artistic. And, yeah, so artistic. Okay. And um, I didn't watch uh, animated hentai. I like read it in like manga form, like a um, ecchi doujin. And I was mm. like, oh, it's gorgeous. What, how come this didn't exist before? It obviously always did. But um, yeah, after that, it's kind of been end game for real porn for me. Okay, awesome. <laughs> I mean, that's not something that a lot of, I guess you could say, a lot of females will actually talk about. Yeah. So, but you're, like, very open about it. I honestly think it's because, well, I, I know there's, like, re a lot of genres, and some of them mm -hmm. are kind of scary, but um, if you select Pretty them... Pretty violent. Kind yeah. of, yeah, really <laughs> aggressive. Um, but if you select them correctly, or, like, you know, mm -hmm. to your taste and liking, um, there's actually a lot of really great ones out there. And in my head, I think I treated it more like it's drawn fan fiction, right? It's like illustrated fanfic. So I was like, oh yes, everyone I ship in my fantasy, yes. <laughs> so yeah, that's my appeal anyway. <laughs> awesome, well, let's, let's switch gears from hentai. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty, pretty big topic we could talk all day about. All but day. what what right now, what kind of anime is really grabbing your attention? What are you watching right now? Oh man, okay. You watch a lot, right? Yeah, I try to keep up. It's really difficult, so I end up binging a lot, and then it's very emotional for everybody involved. So <laughs> it's tough, but I caught up finally to My Hero, Darling, um, let's see, Food Wars, and then I started Megalobox, uh, but let's see, what else? Oh, I'm caught up on Case Closed. Uh, Darling really got me though. Oh yeah, and um, Hina Matsuri was a big one this gotcha. season, yeah. Yeah, Darling and the Franks, you know, uh, speaking about that, it, I was like, okay, this is a mecha anime, it's gonna be super cool. Yeah. But then the amount of romance 
you know, I, I love romance, but there was a lot of romance there in there. There was a lot, yes. Right, a lot of action, but right. just a lot of it romance. It was kind of deceiving, right? Like, yeah. if you're wanting more of, like, a mecha. I was kind of confused, too, because I'm actually not too into mecha anime, mm -hmm. so I didn't really get into it at first. And then I saw all of the background buildup, and I saw a lot of spoilers on, like, Reddit and Twitter, and I was gotcha. like, all right, I got to get into this. But I'm actually very into the romance aspect of it because it's actually very complicated, mm -hmm. and... Uh, I, it's a little bit spoilery, but I do kind of take trouble with the fact that the answer is just simply love. And I, I, I get it. It's awesome. But I was a little bit like, oh, okay. Well, I think it was more like soulmates, right? <laughs> right, right, yes, met, absolutely. Spoilers. Yes, they, spoilers, they, yes. They met when they were younger, and yeah. they didn't realize because they erased the memories, right? Yes, and oh, so painful. And prevailed, and they came back and yeah. found each other again, Exactly, right? yes. Yeah. And, like, that is a little bit of, I think, maybe a cheap through line. But I did enjoy it. Mm -hmm. My, like, young shonen loving self was like, yes, please, yeah. <laughs> more pain and anguish and angst. But uh, yeah, I loved it very much. It was very fun. Yeah, it was super cool. Uh, the next question I have for you is, you know, as we know, anime has come a long way, especially in the mainstream and has become even more mainstream. And, you know, you have characters such as like Sailor Moon, mm. for example, which were like really strong characters, um, really kick ass, you yeah. know, women. And you, I believe you even had the first, and I could be wrong, and I'll stand corrected if I'm if I'm wrong, but they even had like some of the first mainstream LGBT mm -hmm. characters, right? Right, right. So how do you see, because it, it seems like those roles have kind of changed a little bit. So how do you yeah. feel about the role of female anime characters now? Nowadays, um, it's still, I think, pretty split. Just like there are many genres of hentai, there's many of genres of anime, right? <laughs> um, and I honestly feel like mainstream does quite a good job. I think shonen, seinen, um, and shoujo generally does a really, really good job of depicting girls and women a little bit better. Um, they're a lot more multidimensional and their characters are, they play many roles, which is really helpful. Um, but I do also think that there are other genres of anime out there that kind of dilute the female character, like Moe Blob-esque yes. type of stuff, which I totally get because it's trying to play into a fantasy, right? Like it's blobby so that you can fill in the gaps yourself with your own fantasy, mm -hmm. so I totally understand that, but that's not why I watch the anime, I guess. <laughs> I want like the story told to me pretty explicitly. Um, so yeah, I feel like, like Darling actually is a really great example. Um, Ikuno's relationship, or rather lack thereof relationship mm -hmm. with Ichigo was really interesting because you kind of felt like something was maybe brewing underneath, but you couldn't tell what it was. And it was so real for teenagers that aren't supposed to understand puberty to like truly not understand what it is for her to have a f have this like romantic feeling that they newly discovered for a female instead of a male when they're like mech robots are supposed to be operated by like the XXXY chromosome. Like exactly. I loved how interesting that was and they played and it so well for Ikuno's character. There was actually, wasn't there a scene if I'm a spoiler again, but wasn't there a scene where like uh, Ikuno actually got on top of yeah Ichigo, right yes and was like and I honestly thought like something was gonna happen maybe yeah maybe <laughs> maybe maybe you know, but uh, but it didn't right, right right exactly yeah I felt the same thing I was like oh my gosh like is this gonna take this really interesting turn and it didn't but I think that's what made it even more real because Ikuno very particularly was like I don't know what this is. Like, do you know how I feel? You don't know how I feel. Like, do you know how weird it is? However mm. you feel about Hero, like, you know, and I thought they explored it really well. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, was, that was super cool. Um, you know, you, you've you been in Japan a lot, yes. if, if I'm not mistaken. Again, following you on Twitter, I see some of the stuff you do, yeah. uh, so obviously, right? So what challenges, because I, I know 
you know, years ago, it was still challenging for women mm. just in Japan, mm -hmm. period. But how is it nowadays? Has Do you notice a change? But how is it for women breaking into the entertainment industry in Japan? Oh, um, I would say the entertainment industry is actually, like for women, a mm -hmm. little bit different than the anime industry because there's a lot of different um, avenues to go through in anime. Okay. And I, for example, like I started as a translator and then it kind of bloomed into something else. And I feel that there's a lot more allowance in that because it's a lot more skill-based at the very least, which is at least somewhat of an even playing ground, yeah. which I appreciate. <laughs> but um, the entertainment industry over there in Japan is still... Um, I'd say a lot of it is still pretty archaic, especially um, the traditional media anyway. And it's pretty difficult. Um, I recently went there to go on a lot of meetings, and I was specifically told by a bunch of agents and managers, if you want to go as talent, you have to like not talk too much and be like a little bit not sharp, okay? Like if they say something kind of <laughs> offensive, let it go over your head. And I was like, I understand, because obedience is kind of a big deal over yes, there. And I think that's really what it's playing on. Like you must be like a quiet, obedient mm -hmm. person that's easy to work with. A little submissive, A little maybe. submissive, yeah. yeah. So there's definitely still a taste of that. Um, they're never like... Don't be yourself necessarily, but they're definitely like, if you're going to err on the side of caution, be the more obedient, timid one. Um, so, yeah, th it's kind of, it's very different from over here, obviously. Over yes. here, it's like, this is what I can do. Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> so that adjustment's kind of difficult, but it's very interesting. Like I said, still a little archaic, which is unfortunate, but definitely growing in a very, very great, interesting direction. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And... We're getting up towards the end right now. So what do you have to say to the Geek Impulse fan that are watching this right now? Oh, I would say, okay, so um, because it's Anime Expo, I would say give anime, all kinds of anime genres a chance. Um, for example, I don't really like Mecha. It turns out Darling was amazing. Um, and it made me want to watch a bunch of other ones. And also like Hina Matsuri, at first I didn't really understand what it was and it didn't, like the key art, like none of it really got me. And then... I saw how funny it was, and it just completely took over my life. So, gotcha. yeah, like definitely give all genres of anime a chance. <laughs> awesome. Uh, with that being said, Geek Impulse fam, uh, I'm Joshua Sex, and this is... Raina Scully. And this is Geek Impulse. Thank you so much. Bye. <laughs>